Studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another edition of the Other Kind Radio, the Other Kind Radio Talk Radio. Today is December sixth, and this is episode seventy-three. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around all things pop culture and deliver it to you, the kind listener. Quick note: Finland turns one hundred and today. So if you're uh, in Finland and celebrating 102 years old that Finland's been around, congratulations. Speaking of which, this uh, week's episode is brought to you by birthdays. I just had one. We all have them. Just like we all have to breathe air. So every birthday is a reminder that to breathe air is to be human. And that each breath is one closer to our last one. So, go team. It's kind of a downer. Returning kind listeners, come on in. Please make sure you grab a best of 2019 survey on your way in. Those will be due a week from today. First time listeners are congratulated on finding us amongst the plethora of podcasts that are out there. My advice is just to sit back and relax. This will all make sense at some point in time. And we want to remind everybody... We encourage you to like, subscribe, The Other Kind Radio. By doing so, you're helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. This week on The Other Kind Radio, Todd's take on Spotify, Jeff's judgment on Oculus Quest, and on center stage, Palaton is in deep trouble. But before we get into all that... Let's go ahead and bring on my podcast partner. Let me take a breath here so I can say all this. A lot of breath this morning. All right, here we go. He is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and all around Renaissance man, live from his studio in the great state of Texas and delivering the significance of the number 73. Let's welcome Todd. Hi kids, how is everyone today? Uncle Todd's gonna gather around. Hang on, let me change my shoes and let me put on my sweater. Because we're all Mr. Rogers these days. Let me change my shoes. Well, you know, I gotta see that movie. I I don't really usually go for touchy feeling movies, but I hear that that Fred Rogers movie with Tom Hanks is something special. Yeah, it, I mean, that's gonna have to be a wait and see for me. I know really? it's going to be awesome. It's just like Polar Express. Have you ever seen Polar Express? Yeah, but that was all motion capture. I know, but it's just, it's a movie that's like, I, I just, for some reason, I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, my only, the only thing that's going to keep me from waiting to see it is that my wife wants to see it, which means we will go to the movie theaters. There you go. So the number 73, you know, I'm going to run down this stuff and I, I'm going to save one little bit of information to the very last because it is so dark <laughs> that I don't want to taint the rest of it. Copy. But what I found, I was like, okay, that's so incredibly dark and sad, that, but I can't. 
ignore that in the pop culture lexicon. So the number 73, it is the 21st prime number. The previous is 71, with which it composes the eighth twin prime. Don't really understand what that means. <laughs> it is the atomic number of tantalum. It is the number of books in the Catholic Bible. Oh. As we approach Christmas, it's good to know that our Catholic brothers have 73 books in their Bible. Is a tangelum, is that like part tangerine and like watermelon? Yes. As okay. a matter of fact, All that's right. exactly what Wikipedia says. <laughs> it's, let's see, in the 1944 NFL championships, the Bears beat the Redskins 73 to nothing, the largest score ever in an NFL game. However, that was previous to watching this past season with the Dallas Cowboys, in which everyone just figuratively beats them 73 to nothing. <sighs> yeah, both you and I can sigh deeply. Now, here comes our dark one. Are you ready? And this is, look, this is horribly sad. But again, you want to talk about pop culture like pinpoint in the map. 73 was the number of seconds it took for the Space Shuttle Challenger to explode after launch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. That's sad, but man, you—that's one you can't ignore. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah, that day was. That was a weird day. Wasn't um, it? it was because uh, I'm trying to think without getting too down too uh, down this uh, rabbit hole. But I just remember it was kind of the first thing that happened um, at school that kind of propagated around, and people were, "Hey, have you heard?" and uh, it's definitely one of those that you remember, you know, if, if you were growing up or alive at that point, it's one of those you definitely remember where you were. Because I, I I believe I had, let's see, what year did that happen? Now that I look at that. 80. We're, no, we're, I'm looking it up right now. We have our, uh, our crack team of, of producers on this. 1986. So 86, I, I was, okay. I, in my mind, I was sitting there going, I'm pretty sure that I faked sick that day in college. Really? And I stayed home and I'm watching just sitting there because I didn't feel like going to class. And boom, there it happened. So kids don't skip school. Uh, all right. All right. 73 then. There you go. I mean, uh, numbers can't always be good. And my camera's gone fuzzy again. So I don't know. You know, you you buy the camera that has the best rating on... on uh, Amazon and not the best. Obviously, you looked be. at the website. You looked that up. Was we love fuzzy cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Fuzzycameras.com. The weird thing is, is it keeps everything else in perfect. I don't know. Maybe it's my face. <laughs> Maybe the camera's trying to tell me something. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look at you, Jeff. If we keep them out of focus, uh, we might get more listeners. Well, okay. look at me. That if you look over my shoulder, I have a little lens flare working with that light um, behind me. That's just, but I expect that from you because you're you're all things awesome. Um. Okay. Cool. So then, um, I also wanted to quickly note uh, that uh, the YouTube Rewind uh, video was released uh, for 2019, and for those listeners that don't know what the uh, 2019 Rewind on YouTube is. It's basically their way of um, breaking down the year by like people that were very influential in pop culture. Um, so they'll have like the, the biggest artists on there, the most influential people on YouTube personalities like PewDiePie Pie and stuff like that. So in 2018, they made this huge production of it. Ninja, who's on Twitch, um, 
it was a big deal because he was invited to be a part of the video and they flew him in and he was the bus driver of the bus on Fortnite before you drop under the map. Sorry if I lost some of our other kind listeners, just bear with us for a second. So uh, they made this huge production and it basically is supposed to be like a year in review of what happened on YouTube. It quickly became the most unpopular video in the history of YouTube with 16 million dislikes. So this year, they start their video out with, hey, we hear you. You guys are the ones that are great at creating content. Let us just do what we're supposed to do and just report it. So it's basically a video just counting through, you know, most videos, original content and everything like that. And actually pretty well done. So I invite you, the kind listener, and uh, I'm sure Todd's looking at it now. To go in and look on uh, YouTube, it'll be right there on the front page as far as 2019 in review. It's kind of a neat way to kind of see, um, you know, what the what the influencers were and the content creators on YouTube, the big ones. Uh, I, of course, didn't know who anybody was. I think I see, I saw Bernie Eilish or Barrick Irish. Billy or, Eilish. What, say it again. <clears throat> Billy Eilish. Oh, B- Billy Eilish. Yeah, she's she's on there. And then the rest of it was, I think the Kardashian was on there. I, I, I'm just like, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. So old, old, old. And speaking of old, I had my birthday last week and my podcast partner was nice enough to send me a text saying happy birthday. And I really appreciate that. 47 is a year where things are starting to change. Starting to grow hair in funny places. Or not grow hair in funny places. <laughs> say it's usually the flip. Now hair quits growing. It's the exactly. part that you start sagging to the ground. It's and it's not a good thing. Uh, so you haven't seen the YouTube rewind? Uh, are you researching it? I'm looking at it. I was yeah. trying to see if I could find a list of what's in there, but unfortunately, everything is. Here's a couple of tantalizing secrets. Now watch the video. Right. Yeah. I, I will definitely check that out. I w- I'm not surprised that people like that do that. You know, working for a very big media company, we have all kinds of right. end of the year type things too. Um, I'm just kind of shocked that I hadn't heard that YouTube does this. I, I'd honestly never seen that before. Yeah, it's it's been around for a couple couple of years, and I, I like it. But again, when they don't when they try to make it too big, then mm-hmm. then it's usually when it's not good. All right, so we covered those two items. Let's uh, let's go ahead and fire up the projector and let's head on over to Todd's town and uh, get Todd's take on. Todd, what's your take on this week? I believe my take on is a little app called Spotify. And, and it's really not just to talk about Spotify itself. It's more that every year, a good friend of mine that I'll just simply call David. David is the guy that when I go to South by Southwest, I often go with David. I do a lot of concerning with David. And David loves every year to come in and go over, oh my God, what's Spotify telling you you listen to this year? (laughs) I never think about that. However, that list came out yesterday. And I was just going to give a little insight into what Todd listens to. No one's going to be surprised by this. I'll start kind of at the top. I listened for almost 12,000 minutes on Spotify last year, which really is a music freak is not that much. But the, the weird thing is for me, even though I pay for Spotify, I do a lot of listening through YouTube itself. I'll find things, you know, cover versions, things like that. And I'll put them in and I'll listen to my car. I'm kind of curious if there are other, you know, listeners out there that are music fans, if they do that too, or do you stick to Spotify? But 
as David was going on, you know, here, here's the thing about David. David is not a musician, but David is probably possibly the single most knowledgeable person I know about music. You can ask him anything. He's listened to everybody. Hmm. And sure enough, his number one selection was a little band, I think out of New Jersey, uh, a bunch of teenage to early 20 kid, 20 year old kids that we saw in a backyard in Austin at South by Southwest. We we're literally standing in someone's backyard. These kids are playing and that's his number one song. Mine. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top. I've got five people I listen to the most. Well, what was the band that you, that he was listening to? Um, yeah, I can't remember that. Oh, I oh, oh. that. I can't remember their name. <laughs> I can remember the moment. I can remember things. They're good. But David is one of those kind of people that's like yeah. just kind of obsessed with that little bitty band. Yeah. Um, mine are, are, are at least a couple of them are people you've heard of. So my previous two years, Jason Isbell, who I've spoken about before that I love had been my number one artist. Jason Isbell has fallen to number five. Number four is the Newton brothers who are film composers and they, they compose the scores for Dr. Sleep and uh, the haunting of Hill house. And I, I, I love that soundtrack. If you're ever trying to read a Stephen King book and you're trying to shut out the outside world, listen to the Newton brothers. It fits, fits in beautifully. John Mellencamp comes in at number three because John is just turning out some great stuff the older he gets. No ding. Thank you. I didn't know if we were done. I was. Um, <laughs> the next one is actually I somebody the, a band that I would have said I expected to be number one until something happened this year. And that, that, that next band is called American Aquarium. They are a wonderful Americana band that evokes a little bit of petty and some Mellencamp and, and, and also my number one artist. So you can ding. My number one artist with the release of his album, Western Stars, is Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Oh, you're sick. <laughs> I'm kidding. So um, I am not, not surprised at all. And so much so that I, I became obsessed with that album just because it was one of those albums that when I first heard, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But the more I listened, I would hear the craftsmanship and Bruce even says in the, uh, the little film that goes along with it, that look, I'd written so many rock songs. I didn't want to write anymore. And I thought, here's a challenge, write some pop country songs of that era. And when you start thinking like that, it's such an interesting artistic endeavor that I became obsessed. And my favorite song off the album is chasing wild horses. And that's what it tells me. In fact, it tells me in descending order, chasing wild horses, Tucson train hitchhike and the Wayfarer, and sundown, which are all songs off that album were my most played of that year. It's kind of interesting they compile this. I don't really care, but here's what's even cooler that I do like. Then they take and they say, would you like to make a playlist out of your most popular stuff? And sure enough, you say, sure. And it's a playlist. Uh, I think Ooh. I went about 50 songs deep. And Ooh. it's basically, I mean, well, actually they've added more. I'm telling you, it goes to things I don't, I'm like, I don't remember listening to that, but it says you listened to that in this year, at least more than once. And <laughs> we put it together for you. It's pretty cool. I hacked your Spotify account and I listened to baby shark every, every chance I get. Damn so it. That's you. Up. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, Spotify gives you um, a history on what you listen to and, and then offers to make a play. I think that's that. I think that's pretty cool. I, I'm not a Spotify-er, um, but I would be interested, uh, you know, in at least seeing what I was listening to. All right, we'll take the projector. We'll put it in its nice little corner back up on the shelf and bring it down next time we go to Todd's Take On. This week, Jeff's Judgment On is... And I know the kids don't listen to the uh, 
the podcast. But to my surprise, the better half suggested that this year's family gift be an Oculus Quest. Now, for those that may not know what that is, that is Oculus is, I think it's owned by Facebook, and they specialize in creating VR headsets. Now, what makes the Oculus Quest an interesting uh, item or option for VR, it, it is one of the solutions that does not require uh, a hefty PC and cameras to be hung up in the corners of the room that you're playing in. So those systems use those cameras that you put up in there and it creates the, the actual VR area, the safe area for you to play and participate in the VR stuff. So uh, I watched the videos on how to set it up and I can't, I can tell you, I'm super impressed. So basically you put the headset on and it's all wireless and you have kind of like this staticky black and white camera that you see and you go to the room and then you take one of the controllers and you literally draw on the floor, the safe area. And that creates your, your, your play zone, if you will, the tutorials to go in and learn how to pick up stuff and do stuff in the VR world was very well done. And they have some demos that you can go in and, and play, but uh, about halftime, last night of the, of the Cowboys game. I kind of knew where we were headed. So I, I uh, put on the VR set and played one of the uh, Darth Vader. Uh, there's some Star Wars. I think it's, I can't remember, Darth Darth Vader's birthday or something like that. <laughs> but uh, got on and played that. And, you know, it's amazing because most of the videos that I watched about the Oculus was... Um, especially this, this version of it, the quest, the, you know, people were saying the graphics wasn't, weren't that great. And, and there's some laggy moments, but here's the thing for a wireless self-contained system. This thing is pretty darn cool. Um, and you know, I, I guess being, um, the age that I am and growing up with a, uh, gaming system like the Atari 2600 graphics aren't everything, you know, you can play a game. It can be super, uh, you know, um, engaging and doesn't have the best graphics. So to me, yeah, they're not, it's not like you're looking into a virtual world that is perfect, but I mean, um, you're, it is virtual. You can watch YouTube, you can watch Netflix virtually if you want to, I might try that. Um, but the game in itself was was really neat. And the way that they train you to learn what to do and block with a lightsaber and all this other stuff was, was pretty slick. I must admit that uh, I spent, um, <laughs> I think the, 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 the AI, the characters in the, in the game kept going like, come on, let's go. You know, like people are in danger. They're going to die. And I'm just sitting there turning my lightsaber on off. And it's like kind of this weird, it's not like a Luke lightsaber. It's, it's this funky kind of sad looking one and that like you light up and it kind of, and then it, you know, gets fully engaged. And then when you, when you turn your lightsaber off, there's like this wisp of smoke that, that appears from the hill. <laughs> from the hilt so you kind of feel like you have like sony's my first lightsaber you know it's it's a lightsaber but you know it's it's not that great um the other thing that i like that they did with the Star vader is it's done in chapters and each chapter is right around i would say about maybe 30 to 40 minutes long so it's perfect in the sense that you get in because 
Um, it can get a little disorienting uh, after being in it, but it was great. It was fun to kind of sit around and look and you get attacked by a TIE fighter and, and try and protect yourself and everything like that. So kudos to uh, Oculus. And I highly recommend to the kind listeners that are out there that have the opportunity to to go in and at least play in these environments because as much as everybody wants to say that the VR may be dead, I think it's just working really hard on trying to get the first version bugs out so the rest of us can get into and get immersed into a game without a puking b tripping over the cat c you know poking an eye out so i've gotten to play on one with my other podcast partner from men of the apes sean has one now Playing anything with Sean nearby is literally like having a six-year-old next to you because it's, are you seeing that yet? Is this happening? Is this going? You know, he's just, he, Sean is an exuberant child man in those ways. And I would say that were he sitting across from me, Yeah. but I, you know, I'm not the gaming aficionado you are. I, but I did think that system is incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a Star Wars freak and I kind of dug being able to go around in it, but just like you, you know, I'm kind of like, Hey, <laughs> look look at this thing and sean sean is fed it through so he can see what i'm seeing into his television so he's watching me yeah and he's like you can't touch that i'm like yeah but look at it and he's like you can't touch that i'm like yeah but look at it and then of course he's yelling at me <laughs> the little robot's going i'm um, really we should go over here and i'm like everybody screw off i right. want to look at this thing but you know i i think it's a pretty cool idea that that this stuff's out there and i think the execution's great um, anybody that says that VR is dead, give me a break. This is like you said, this is a self-contained unit. This will only get better with time when they eventually come up with something like uh, ready player one has where you're walking on some kind of pad that you can walk yeah. and change direction. Yeah. Then it truly becomes immersive. Cause right now you kind of have to point and yeah. click something and it jumps you over there. The only other thing I'm going to tell you to download is they have a pinball game. Have you seen that one? No, there's a pinball game and in it, you can play, movie inspired pinball games uh back to the future and jaws and so sean brings it over here now here's a challenge for you i wear glasses and it does have a little extender you can put on for people with glasses it kind of moves your glasses a bit they need to work on that yeah and for people like me who sweat at the drop of a hat jesus christ i was like (laughs) dripping by the end of it um but while playing the jaws thing i did something and all of a sudden i just hear and i look down beside me and a shark is jumping up and clamping and biting next to me i'm like oh god it's pretty cool yeah it's cool i mean like you know i i'm totally digging it and uh the interesting thing was one of the videos i watched was uh kind of explaining some of the guts uh some of the technology that it's uh that's being used or creates this and basically it's a phone um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember when Google came out with Google goggles and you basically yep. would take your phone and, and put it in there. So it's basically a cell phone without, you know, that's been beefed up without cell capability and everything, but that's what you're looking through. And that's why they get that, that screen real small and you're able to look around. So I mean, it was, it was cool. That's cool. So uh, big uh, thumbs up on the uh, Oculus. Uh, If you get an opportunity uh, to check out any of those headsets, headsets, especially the Oculus Quest, make sure you do so. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. That's Jeff's judgment. I still don't have a theme song. I'll work on it. Maybe that'll be a goal for 2020. Let's go ahead as we're working against the clock today, as usual. And let's get into... Something that's going on, I've heard little pieces of this, and our center stage piece today is looking at a company 
that, um, as the news reports came in, has has lost over a billion dollars in value on the stock market. And it's kind of interesting why. Um, I'm talking about the company is uh, Peloton, pa- Peloton, however you say it. Peloton. A- Peloton. And to for I guess for the kind of listeners that haven't seen the commercials on television, the Peloton Peloton is basically a workout bike, but it's got some 2019 upgrades where you've got a screen in front of you and you're watching your instructor instructor pedal, and I guess they can call you out like, "Hey, come on, let's go to Chicago," or, or you know. Goofy guy in one twenty one, put some pants on or whatever. I don't know if they have a camera in it or not, but anyway, it's a very expensive bike as well. I think it's over two thousand bucks. What's that? Over two thousand dollars. So two thousand dollars for a bike that doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And that is the end of this commentary. Everybody have a great week. (laughs) So. Uh, Todd's kind of more up to date on everything that happened, but basically, you have a company who has a product who obviously is going to try and hit those that have some more disposable income for the holidays and want to get in shape. And so they get their marketing team together full of people that I'm sure making a ton of money, almost said a bad word, almost said, almost said ton of money. And, um, they come up with this, this ad campaign and I'm going to hand it off to Todd to kind of explain what happens. It's really a big deal and has come back to kind of bottom in the butt. So I, I want to say right up front, yeah. this is it, it is an out of step advertisement. They they did not think through enough what today's culture would do with it. It is by far not the most offensive ad I've ever seen in my life. So when I went to see it, I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be horrible. I could immediately see what was wrong. But there's a bit of an overreaction here for it to lose a billion dollars worth of value. Yeah. However, here comes Peloton's ding dong move. And this ad, which is a, uh, mostly playing as a 30 second ad, they, I, from what I understand, they did shoot a longer version that can add air. I guarantee you, you ain't going to see the longer version. <laughs> the, the version has a very doe faced, pretty woman. And for those of you who don't know what I mean by doe faced, very large, dark eyes, you know, very beautiful, fit woman who receives a Peloton for Christmas. And she basically begins to start constructing this ad herself. It's shot as though these are selfie videos that she's doing to track her progress on this. Right. And and she's like, I'm so scared of this. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I I'm not that good. Okay. And then it's a succession of getting up. Here we go. First one ever. And she starts pedaling. Then she gets out of bed. Here we go again. Well, the problem is when you see this, this young woman, she is very fit. She does not have anything to worry about. That becomes one of the problems. A lot of people have said is, okay, if you want that kind of thing, why don't, you know, you, you don't have to show somebody horrifically out of shape, but show them evolving that yes. they're doing something about themselves. Right. Then where a lot of the really bad feedback comes from is, hey, actor dude in the commercial, how dare you give your incredibly hot wife something that says, I won't love you unless you keep working out and doing all these kind of things. So there are many levels of this in which people start condemning things so much so that even the actor who plays the husband and is barely visible in this is now coming out saying, I'm actually kind of terrified this may ruin my career. Yeah. 
So this reaction has been massive. And I'm a little befuddled again, because how often do we see the the advertising that goes down where, in fact, I I almost think uh, advertisements for rings, how give her the perfect gift that cares, you know? Oh, buy her a generic piece of crap jewelry that everybody has because we mass produce it. Those to me are as demeaning to women because there's no thought in that. You're just doing these recycled ideas. I'm a little shocked that this commercial has had the massive reaction that it's gotten. And basically, I'm I'm kind of doing some surfing while you're talking. Thank you for summing that up. Um, I, it's saying that she went from 116 pounds to 112 pounds in a, in a year's time. I didn't. I don't know that. I think that may be somebody joking, but um, I don't think it shows that in the commercial. But 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 yeah. But basically, they're they're kind of piggybacking on what you're saying. Is it's a, she's already incredibly fit, you know, and obviously, um, you know. So, yeah, we don't know if that's substantiated or not, but I, I'm seeing that comment in some of the news article I'm looking at, looking at. But, you know, so what what we're doing is is basically, and I guess what's creating the backlash is just, again, this is kind of like the old uh, give give your wife a vacuum or a, a dishwasher for Christmas or, or birthday or whatever. And, and it, I'm surprised in 2019 with this everything going on and the attention that's being brought to in, in many cases, rightfully so how we address and speak to one another and, and trying to get rid of some of those stereotypes and ways that we just kind of, you know, bunch people into a group that this seems to be acceptable. I can't believe in a room full of people screening this, that there was any, there wasn't anybody that raised their hand maybe there was, and maybe they got fired, but, Um, you know, when they, when, when companies try and mimic what people are trying to do, uh, with like video logs or V blogs or whatever, however, whatever you call them, um, and then make it production, I think that gets them first off in some sticky water without content, but just, Oh, okay. We see everybody's, you know, shooting videos of themselves doing stuff. And part of what makes that interesting and worth viewing is that it's, it is, not professional. It's very kind of like this podcast. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to see um, the things that aren't uh, crisp and clear and overproduced. So first off, when they go in and do that, I'm sure that's going to be something the audience isn't going to be happy to see. But then just to have, like you said, her in a constant state of fear regarding this equipment. I'm mean, okay. If you break it down on the advertising side, they're trying to say you don't need to be scared of it. Um, but why put somebody in that position? Nobody's scared of a stationary bike. I'll tell you right now, the number of deaths of people getting hit by stationary bikes, I think, <laughs> I think it's right around zero. And I, lo- somehow I knew you would find the way to bring it back to something <laughs> like that. <laughs> to be, to be fair the, sure. it, to a lot of what you're saying there, here's, uh, and I don't know, this person may be somebody, I'm not reading the depth of the article, but a Twitter comment that came back. The lady in the Peloton ad is already toned and fit in the before part, making it hard to believe she would be nervous about a basic spin class, though that's probably the last weird thing about the ad is what the lady says. But then I flip back to, I believe this is the CEO um, saying, we constantly hear from our members how their lives have been meaningfully and positively, positively impacted after purchasing or being gifted a Peloton bike. Now, 
they thought that he then goes on to say that they thought the spot would be celebrated for fitness, et cetera. Here's the thing. If that's what you thought, oh, we constantly hear that, then go make a video which is actual people turning testimonials testimonials in that maybe aren't all fit. Yeah. You know, you you can have the pretty one in there that says, I've been doing spin classes for years and I'm still challenged by this. That can be your perspective. But to go along with this woman that as that that woman in the twit twit, twit in the the tweet said looks like she would be far from terrified of a basic spin class it's just completely out of step with reality and the, the yeah. weird thing is then i start seeing that people also say it looks like a black mirror episode and now that i hear that yes. read that i'm like it kind of does it really does so maybe the ad maybe the bike is going to eventually overtake her and will go out on its own and she will get hit by a car yeah she'll wake up one morning and the and and the the stationary bike will have two wheels (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah this this is blowing up on social media i'm seeing some tweets here of um some of the pictures uh of the of the product and so this particular picture it's in a very modern ultra modern house very nice a lot of woodwork and it says uh this this it's a clue haywood on uh, twitter says love putting my peloton bike in the most striking area of my ultra modern three million dollar house and then uh, follow a tweet i had my carpenter build a nine thousand finished wood riser for my peloton bike in my glass enclosed zen garden home gym <laughs> But I mean, again, this really surprises me that this happens. You would think that, you know, in this age of of all of this media and everything out there that they I mean, did they not test it or who did they test it with? And, you know, they tested it. They don't release anything now without testing. But they like you kind of said, maybe they just maybe they overlooked it. Maybe they thought this isn't true. But and now I'm reading now you've got parody commercials of <laughs> a comedian and writer, Ava Victoria's parody of the commercial has garnered more than 3 million views on Twitter. In it, she says, my husband got a Peloton for Christmas, got me a Peloton for Christmas. Nothing weird about that. She says, thanking him and adding, you get me. At the end of Mr. Uh, Victor's video, she serves her husband divorce papers, heeding the advice from social media users that said Pel- that the Peloton wife should take, which is been a reaction in Twitter that everybody said I would divorce that man. Yes, exactly. And you and didn't already state that the way you, you had, I had missed that you'd already said that part of it. No, you? no, 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 no. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's your reaction was one. I thought, oh crap, maybe I wasn't listening. When no, he already no, no, said no. That. no, 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 no. I was just going on. I was thinking of my next point, which is. I mean, how many times have you been up late at night and turned on the television and there's some fitness product that's being shown on the television, right? It's an infomercial. They sit there, they've got an XYZ product that if you squeeze with your thighs or you, you know, put around your waist or whatever will get you slimmer. And they have the overzealous sales guy, but then they have, you know, an audience obviously of extras or, or, um, uh, good. I guess extras, um, paid extras. And then people come down and again, that's all scripted, but they do a better job of, of at least trying to get their product, uh, out in front of people and getting people to purchase the product. This is what amazes me. And I don't mean to be a one note, uh, opera here, but, you have all the research information right there in front of you and they could have really done something that would have been fun. I mean, why not make a, why not make a joke? Oh, oh Bob, I see you're off to get on your palate and you know, uh, you know, that's a bike that's not going anywhere or any of the other jokes uh, that I've, I've horribly put together in this podcast, but 
And then you get to people's hearts because you're right. The other thing is it's it's a twenty four hundred dollar bike. And right. and so this is most people are not even going to as soon as they see this commercial, they're going to they're going to back out of it because they're like, man, I got bills to pay. I've got, you know, it's Christmas. I've got to make sure I get everything in the family squared away. And the idea of spending that much on a bike is a little, I guess, I don't know. And I think that's the big, the biggest disconnect for me is that I get where people are like, oh, how dare you Peloton husband do this? First off, everybody back off the actor. He's simply somebody looking for work. Leave him alone. He, you know, and, and the woman, they were doing their job. It was given to him. I find the element of how much this bike costs and this nature of, hey, come on, I'm going to do this is though, you know, that's the most difficult thing. In this, what you could have done, Peloton, and what you should have done is almost what I was saying before go get testimonials of average looking people that, you know, I that even say it's it was a huge investment, but my God, my health is here, my A1C things because I'm diabetic have gone down. Sure. All these kind of things you could have done that were the right message that could have proven, yes, it's an expensive investment, but it can be in the long run for your health. Yeah. And it, that is, you instead went for the superficial thing. And I don't blame them because, like those ads you're talking about before, what did they cast in it when somebody's working out with a Bowflex? Some dude that is so incredibly ripped that you're like, uh, you didn't get that rip using this thing. Right. You know, and so you're going to put the very attractive woman on the bike because everybody wants to see attractive people. But it is literally an advertisement that's out of step with today's world absolutely in every way so much so that i brought to jeff's attention a viral story that's been going around that is the flip side of peloton jeff do you mind if i tell that story keep going keep going so one of the men um that influenced my career the most in this early onset when i was working in television posted something i so rarely look at facebook anymore but just yesterday i just happened to pop on and he said this ad is going to change the way i do things and I, I I immediately thought, well, I'm going to watch it, but I thought, eh, whatever. This ad was shot for $130 Ooh. and has gone massively viral. Um, just being posted this weekend, and it, this is for a little uh, hardware store. I'm trying to find where it's Hayford Hardware, and this is uh, from, I'm going to say this wrong, Raider, Wales, so it's it's Wales. But... It if I'm looking at it, I'm gonna make sure I'm muted so this doesn't come blank everybody out. Yeah, I'm watching I'm watching it, it right now as well. Yeah. It, it's two minutes and two seconds. The entire production budget comes from that they had to license a song that they use it. They use a an acoustic version of Alphaville's Forever Young. Oh. And I almost don't want to tell what happens in the commercial as Jeff watches it because I'm wanting to see it, but it it follows a young boy and I'm talking a little boy as cute as he could be cherub faced waking up and he goes about being a kid and he goes in to eat some cereal. Then he goes to work with what looks like grandma in the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is no, no dialogue going on really. And we see him and he, he both plays, he works in the hardware store and uh, takes money from customers, goes along, wraps presents for them. So it, it just showing the sweet nature of Christmas and a child. Yeah. And 
all of a sudden in a shot, we see the outside of the hardware store. After the kid has turned off the lights to the hardware store, he steps outside and here's a Christmas tree wrapped up and he goes to pick it up. The camera cuts in and it's an older version of him oh. walking away with the Christmas tree over his shoulder. And it says, be a kid this Christmas. Nice. And it's simple. It's to the point. The guy carrying the Christmas tree at the end, that's his little boy. So he cast his son as himself, showing that Christmas makes us children. And what does that say about, hey, you want to come to the hardware store? We're always going to keep the, the, the sweet nature of Christmas in our heart. Come shop with us. Effective advertising. You don't have to spend a crap ton of stuff. So much so that now this has now been shared on CNN. I'd guarantee you that their views. Uh, Jeff, you're on YouTube, right? I'm, I'm looking as of Thursday, nearly 700,000 views. My God. Yeah. You spent $130, put something out there that's sweet and genuine and smart and didn't feel like it had to be anything other than it was. And I guarantee you that's only going to go up more and more. So this little bitty hardware store might affect the face of advertising when people understand, oh, if I simply think through what my message is, now you're going to have people that try this and they don't, you know, th there yeah. does take, it takes some talent to put things like this together. But at the same time, for those that know how to do it. Peloton, if you had thought this through, you could have had the little viral thing. Yeah. You could have had anything, but instead you went for the superficial garbage and you got garbage back on you. Well, and, and just for the kind listener, if you're looking for it, it's a uh, half, half fod, H A F O D hardware Christmas advert. You made me think of something on while you were talking, Todd, and, and that is this. If we try to find solutions, simply right heart solutions, right? We're trying to we're trying to um, convince people that this is something they should do or buy or have in their life, right? For all the products that we see on television. If you go simply by the numbers, which I feel that that's why pa the, the Palatine is getting such bad press, because it looks like something that they fed into a computer and it spit an, an answer out and they said this is what we're going with. But when it comes to advertising and trying to convince people you've got to take a second take a step back and see how it makes your heart feel and that's exactly what this hardware uh the the hardware store commercial does it's so cute brushing his teeth eating his breakfast I, I, you know all the things that you would do and the kid isn't trying to be cute it's not shot with any, like you said, expensive lighting. It's probably shot on a phone or a simple camera. So. If it's 130 bucks, I mean, yeah. It was with equipment they obviously had. They didn't have to rent anything. Right. None of it. And none of it looks like, you know, I, I, I can hear the director saying, okay, now go over and turn the light off. And then the kid just goes and does it. And they capture it. And they're like, okay, it's good. And mm -hmm. what a great way to kind of end up on this note, because after discussing everything so wrong with with the other advertisement, this is one that gets it right because it's honest, it's 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 simple, it's um it's not trying to be anything that it's not. And it's isn't, isn't that the truth though? Kind of what we always look for in pop culture is, you know, whether you go from the grand nature of Citizen Kane being the greatest film ever created, it's honest. Yeah. It is trying to pursue something. Now they're, you're talking on a skill level, probably beyond what this guy that created this, but there's still a bridge between the two. I bet he would, I bet he would like this ad if uh, Orson Welles saw it. I, I'm sure he would. I mean, there's as long as you're truthful, as long as you're honest and you think 
and that's where Peloton stopped. Right. They looked at dollars and they thought, give me the the hot couple. Yeah. Give me the weirdly cold futuristic house. <laughs> um and that that speaks dollars and marketing people looked at it and I guarantee yeah. you there's going to be some marketing people that probably lose their job over that. Right. And I'll tell you and and, and I don't want I don't like to do this a lot with this podcast but the majority of the the heavy majority of the feedback that I get about this show is that you and I are honest with our listeners and we, we yeah, you know, I mess up. My I'm, I'm known for all my missed cues and everything, but we keep it in. Yeah. And and people are like, "Really? You you don't edit that?" I'm like, "No, because it's we're here just it's you and I talking on some microphones, covering some stuff that's pop culture related. We've always wanted to do this, so we're doing it. We're not going to try and be an over, I shouldn't say overproduced, just a highly produced slick show. That's not what, what I like. I like more of the improvisational side of what we do and how the show comes out. And sometimes, you know, I don't do very well and I miss cues and stuff, but that's just the way it is. This is what it's like to to sit and try and do a podcast with a with a good friend of yours. And I think that, you know, to the extent that, I, I, we're never going to reach for the out of step Peloton moment. We may say things that offend people, but you know, really what we're going for is what this guy created with this $130 commercial. Yeah, exactly. Simple honesty. And that's all I ever ask from uh, when I'm a, uh, as my friends call me a pop culture slut. I love everything. Yeah. If I'm going to be slutty for it, just be honest with me. If I'm going to look at everything there is, be honest with me. And when I saw this commercial yesterday, it reaffirmed my belief that, wow, there are some people out there that it isn't about anything more than, hey, I want to kind of put a statement out there. Yeah. And here it is. I, I think it's great. And that's such a great way to end it. And, and so, yeah, hashtag be a kid this Christmas. I think that's a great message. It wasn't like our hammers are lower than anybody else. Right. Come, come in and get, you know, a, a shovel for Christmas or whatever. Uh, it just simply was saying, and and again, those that, you know, the guy that owns that uh, hardware store obviously has owned it for years. And so working for them, working that job to him is enjoyment being, you know, a little kid and everything. So, exactly. and you know, that is, you think back on the great advertisements of the world, it isn't always about telling you if you come to Ace Hardware, you're right. going to get this hammer for this price. It's what do you get by being associated with us? Exactly. Why do you keep coming back? Just like the kind listener. Speaking of which, I do want to uh, let uh, Todd knows this, but I want the kind listener know I have started a new birthday tradition. And that is every birthday I'm going to watch Citizen Kane. It was magical to see again. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been more wrong in my life as far as uh, trying to uh, uh, sum up a movie, but it's great. And it's uh, it's really enjoyable. And I find myself giggling a lot more watching it just because I know a little bit about how they lit and shot and did things in the movie. So I'm doing that. Um, also want to let the kind listener know that next week, next Friday, since it's now fun Friday, the other kind radio, um, due to business and travel, um, we will not have a show on the 13th, but we will be back on the 20th or the 21st because the 20th is when star Wars. And I'm, I'm now more looking forward to seeing if this is going to be a, a train crash. Uh, the, the last episode of star Wars comes out. So maybe Todd and I will have some hot film opinions about that because you're starting to convince me you're starting to convince me i was the peloton number saying if it's star wars it's got to be good the numbers say that this is one of the most successful film franchises in the history of film it's got to be good and you by opening my eyes i'm beginning to see and hear why this has been so difficult 
and so hard to, to for everybody to put their arms around these new movies where they're whew, I think some of it's driven by those numbers. There's okay, we're 30 minutes in, something needs to happen versus just trying to tell a story. Yeah, I look, I don't want to poop on it. <laughs> I, I I love The Mandalorian. Yeah. I think The Mandalorian's doing a great job. I think you can take Star Wars and do great things. I'm very encouraged because I hear and we're going down the Star Wars rabbit hole and yeah, I'm trying not to go too deep. Sorry, kind listener. I hear that John Favreau Along, along with Dave Filoni, who uh, for the Star Wars people out there, you know who Dave Filoni is. He is pretty much one of Lucas's apprentice. And forgive me, I don't recall the, the young lady's name that was J.J. Abrams' uh, co-producer. But those three, from what I'm hearing now, are being molded to take over Lucasfilm when Kathleen Kennedy steps aside. Those are the people behind The Mandalorian. Those are the people that get Star Wars, and I'm very excited that what they may do with it. However, J.J. Abrams is a good filmmaker, and I expect it to be better than the last film, but it just, it, those films don't earn the, the feelings that the previous ones did. Um, I, I'm so unexcited. I've not purchased tickets for it yet. Uh-oh. And I've, I keep looking at the Saturday morning, you know, after it releases and there's still tons of tickets and I'm like, hey, I'll go then. Yeah. I, just, I don't care. I really, I, I don't care who's race, race, race parents are. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, the only things I care about is I want to see Carrie Fisher and I want to see the last shot because I hear the last shot is supposed to be something monumental. Right. And I have, I have a, an opinion what I think that's going to be, but I don't want to say it cause I don't want to ruin it for the, the kind listener. So if you like those movies, go see them. Just don't expect me to be there cheering you on. Well said. And with that, we'll just make sure that we'll uh, via Twitter or, or whatever. We'll make sure we let everybody know what's going on as far as our attendance and review of that movie. Yep. Thank you, Todd. Thank you for your time this week. Thank you for doing this uh, podcast with me. I want to remind all the kind listeners, if you want to contact us, very simple to do. It's Todd at theotherkindradio.com or info at theotherkindradio.com or Jeff at theotherkindradio.com. Send us an email, a tweet, social media, whatever. Tell us what you think. Do you agree with the Palatin thing? Have you seen the Hafford Hardware Christmas advert for 2019? Did it make you cry like I almost did while uh, Todd was on the uh, microphone? Just check us out. Once again, we thank everybody for your time. Stay safe. Have some fun. Eat some pop culture. The other kind. We are the other kind radio. The other kind radio. The other kind radio. The other kind. Radio.